Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello, welcome to our little pocket of the internet. Yeah, exactly. I it like is, that. Yeah, well, it is our pocket where we drop lots of different content, different conversations with a bit of a through line of just two friends just making it through life, mm-hmm. just being curious, being inquisitive, assessing life, trying to be the best versions of yourself and having cool deep chats that are also funny with cool people yeah podcasting is the way to go um if you do like this chat please subscribe to our pod channel we are doing this live on our uh, vip facebook page now those members are people that have joined our patreon program which is a support program that financially uh, assists us with creating our podcast week in and week out. So shout out to you guys. Yes, we love you guys. If you hear a little bit of a, um, a comment here and there from names that you aren't familiar with, they may be from our VIP posse who are watching us uh, record this today. And guess what? On you too. Wow, where? You too can be a VIP. There are a couple of different um, levels that can be um, as much or as little as you want to um, contribute to the channel. Maybe you've listened for years and just thought, I've got a lot out of that. Mm. I'd love to be able to, you know, as much as I'd pay for a coffee every month or I'd love to, i got a bit of a bonus, I'd love to ch- chip in a bit of cash to help um, the girls and their small team support the channel because I love what they do. You can easily do that. Um, the link is in the show notes to this very show. Um yeah, so it's it's up to you at the you moment, can, or you or if or if you can't afford it, that's fine too because we are really really passionate about continuing to make this channel free. There's different levels, so if you click the link in show notes, you'll be able to see all of the different levels. Um, there is a real basic level. There's a level where you get to join uh, the VIP group, and the then there's steady page. Yep, and then there's another level of mega fans that are you know in a financial position to be able to really showcase their love. And we um, have a couple of those, and we're forever. Yeah. grateful um so thank you this is the catch-up podcast where we do just chew the fat about what's going on in our lives today i want to speak about something very new um i've spoken about it on my socials for a little bit of time i'm about to launch my own blog um it's all off the back of a book that i wanted to write about my single life many moons ago has now turned into some self-help single girl workshop series and i had to go through a lot of of personal challenges that I never expected to go through that actually ended up being things I thought I learnt from being single. So the fucking irony is completely just insane in this Hang instance. on, what? Things that you thought 
I had clocked when I yeah. was single that I now wanted to ramp, vamp up and That teach. you have learned through teaching people how to be single. I had to learn again <laughs> by doing this process. That's ridiculous. It's a headache. Oh, my God. Um, but I do want to share that with you because it's an exciting time, but it hasn't been without its own challenges as well. Um, I today want to talk about how... Girls are pusher-throughers when it comes to dating. Pusher-throughers? Yep. A mate of mine and I just like, oh, my God, we have hit the nail on the head here when it comes to the difference between guys and girls when you date. Yes. And the things that women will put themselves through are a lot more and a lot deeper and a lot further, that's not a sex reference, than, than men will. <laughs> like genuinely. I don't quite get it, so yeah, I'm so intrigued. I, well, maybe I'll kick off with that. Okay, sure. So since being single for the last year, and it's been over a year now, uh, you just you go on different dates. You meet different people. Sometimes you're more tired than others. Sometimes you're more excited than others. But I really got a bit of a gauge over the last I don't know 13 14 months or so since being single that it wouldn't really matter how tired I was how exhausted I was how kind of like can I really be bothered going or not if I've said to a guy that yeah we're on for Wednesday guess what Mm. I'm going on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about this with a mate recently, right, where there was a guy that I was meant to be going on a date with and I just said to her, I just said, oh, I had a a couple of gigs over the weekend that now I'm singing, doing acoustic stuff, but I'm also singing with DJs, Mm -hmm. which is unreal. And I love a dance and I love a party, but there have been nights where there's been a few couple of 4AMers and I'm just like, oh, I'm getting crook and... I just, I'm just buggered. Mm. And you know when you look at the start of the week and you're like, it's Monday and you're like, Monday I've got this, Tuesday I've got this, Wednesday I've got this, then we've got that thing on Thursday. Shit, I told the thing I'd catch up on Friday. And you feel exhausted at the thought of something. Mm. I was like, oh, the thought of – and then I had forgotten. I was like, oh, thank God. At least Wednesday, Wednesday will be the day where I can just – Shit, I'll Chill. just have vegetables for dinner and then I'll be in bed by like 8.30. I already feel relieved at the thought of doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, I thought, oh, no, I promised that guy would go on a date. And you know what? And maybe it's my own fault. Maybe I should have just been like, oh, Christy, but just call it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like just because you said that you'd do something doesn't mean that you have to you're not locked and loaded it's not set in stone you've also never met this person before yeah that's a big right so I think that's something to be said right so anyway and I and then I kind of battled with it and I was like do I don't I was like you might be feeling better by Wednesday like so in my head about it then anyway it gets closer to the day so I think it was the Wednesday morning I was supposed to be seeing him on Pardon me, the Wednesday for tea. So hang on, you didn't cancel it? No, I didn't cancel it. Oh, God. Because of course. I'm, I am a pusher-thrower, not just with dates, with everything. I'm just like a get on with the job, gal. Doesn't matter how tired you are, sold somebody, you'll be there. So, you know, you'll figure out a way. You'll yeah. be fine by yeah. that point. Yeah. In fact, you'll probably be feeling like a red by the time Wednesday rocks around. Sure. Guess what? I wasn't. <laughs> but was I going to cancel? No. When it comes to dating, I think you're so vulnerable that if somebody's made the time and carved it out of their weekday 
to spend a couple of hours trying to get to know you. I could be as dead as a doornail, but the person sitting on the other side of the bar table would not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's different for people I feel comfortable around. I feel I can be a bit like, oh, mate, you know, like. But then don't you already feel like that that's like a performance? And that you're that, that you, they're not even going to get the real you anyway. If you're then having to put on a show, oh, uh, I don't feel like it's putting on a show. I think it's maybe just giving somebody more and seeming more. I don't know, present than I am because typically I'll do that at the very beginning because I've felt like this before. Not just in dates, but then other things. You go, oh, can I really be bothered? And it, I'll be trying to look like I'm having fun for the first five minutes and then in the end I end up having fun anyway. And I never want to be in a position where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like you hear those stories right often where it's like I was in a shit mood and then all these things went wrong and my car broke down on the way and, and there were all of these signs that said don't go and meet this person on this date or don't go out to this bar that night. And then whoop, I fell across the love of my life. And whilst I'm not saying that I think no, no, that I'm going, spin into my and, you know mind what I mean, well. and I'm going that, and but there is part of me that just goes, oh, why not? I'm naturally a very curious person anyway. So part of me always goes, oh, what if, what if you go, you just push through that night, and I mean within reason, you know, I'm okay, not dragging so my ass if I've got the flu there. So you've pushed, you've pushed through for this person. I pushed, yeah. Well, I was about to. <laughs> This is a thing. Okay. It was a Wednesday, the, the day, I think it was around lunchtime and I get a text from him. Oh. <laughs> After I have been through this mental turmoil and back and forth dialogue and text with my bestie being like, do I don't know, do I don't know, do I don't know. Option A, if I do, blah, blah, blah. He could, it could be shit, you know. If I don't, could he be the love of my life? And we're workshopping. So it gets to 11 o'clock some nights and I'm like, Dale, I've got to shut the door. I'm very tired. <laughs> like, we've been over this now. Yeah, right. You know, and she'll knock. She'll be like, I've just thought of another point. Could be the love of your life. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we've been like hours thinking about. Anyway, I get these texts from him and I just start laughing out loud straight away. Haven't even properly finished reading it. Screenshot it, send it to my mate who I've been talking about this with. My housemate Loz. He's cancelled. He goes, I've had a really big week. I'm not feeling that great. I'm just doing it. Basically read out exactly how I was feeling. And I was just like, you're joking. That's you how are. I felt. You are bloody joking. You're joking me. You're joking me. That's how I felt. And all I wanted to do was write back the truth, right? Which was, you can't. No, but so I was the same. You all, can't. Like, no, me too. I was there first. You but can't. That's, but when you're fit, you know what I mean? Like when you are seven seconds away from doing that and then somebody does the exact same thing They're to you. They're never going to believe you. No ever. Sh- well, no shit, which is why I didn't do it or say it. <laughs> but could you just draft what you would have written? Because it's just for shits and giggles. Uh, hey there. Yeah, me, I thought this first. So, so funny you <laughs> mentioned that. I was about to do that, but only two days ago before you even had. So, so fine. Don't even be sorry about it. <laughs> I'm like, glad. So, Actually, I'm, I'm so, relieved. <laughs> so passive aggressive. So wasn't that's keen anyway. All, that's all I wanted to do. But of course I didn't do that because I'm not a fucking <laughs> asshole. Um, and also I didn't want to seem like I didn't care. You know what I mean? You know, when you're like, oh, well, you didn't even care. Like, I'm so glad you cancelled. I, I feel shit too. But anyway, after that, 
ensued this conversation with my maid and I where she she actually was the one that came up with the 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 term. She said, God, we're pushing through as girls, aren't we? And I was like... <laughs> I don't understand okay. even what okay, this okay. means. So here we are, this guy and myself are feeling the exact same way. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yet as a female, because she said... I have done and will continue to do the exact same thing where I could be on my deathbed. I am pulling myself out of my room by my fingernails. Yet am I going to cancel the plans that I'd made with my mate or with my work people or with this guy? And especially when it comes to dating, am I going to back out because I don't feel 100%? No, because I'm a girl and I push through. I understand the concept of, and he didn't do that. He, like, you know, decided to not push through. But are we looking at pusher or thrower as, as an admirable thing? No, I'm not necessarily saying that at all. Right. Actually, part of me wishes that I had have just been honest about the fact that I wasn't really that keen to go. Yeah. And I'd kind of wasn't feeling that well and was pretty exhausted yeah. and the thought of going on a date wasn't very appealing to me but at that point. you were protected anyway because it cancelled. Well, Regardless, the result was there. You so know? when I say push through, I mean if you've made a plan to see somebody or hang out with somebody, it doesn't matter how tired or what your week's been like, if you had a shit one, you're pushing through and doing it anyway. Because I've been in positions where I've been dating guys or seeing guys or and I, you've literally had a couple of hours sleep because you've seen them the night before. And the minute that they say, hey, want to hang out again? I'm like, cancel all plans on there. I'm like, put on another coat of makeup under your eyelids because you just, you want to see them so badly or you want to see the opportunity that may come up, may not, but may be there, that you're just willing to put yourself and your body through the ringer more so, and I do think it is more so than men are, and and I'm and I don't actually think it's admirable. I think guys are more willing to call it and look after themselves more so than women are when it comes to dating. 100%. I think there's an internal gauge where they go, you know what? I'm not feeling that great. I'm, and maybe they're not thinking about it that much, but I think they're kind of like, I'm not feeling that that great anyway. I think you know there'll be an there's, there's an ability as a guy to be more patient when it comes to, to meeting somebody, I think, where they go, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I reckon we can catch up at another time. I'm sure if she can't hang out Wednesday, maybe Friday would be good. I'd sus. But I think with, with me anyway, and I'm not saying for all women, but my mate and I for sure, we were like once you get an idea or something in your head, even if you're kind of not feeling up to it, you've kind of locked away that Wednesday is the time where you'll be going and meeting this person or you'll be going and doing this thing. I think there's So this... you, pu- you push yourself to be like push through it. Well, I think as well that it comes from this fear that you'll lose it. It's bizarre because it's like what have you got to lose? Nothing. And not from what have you got to lose by staying at home. What have you physically, like say if a relationship or some form of future relationship or some kind of connection could be held as a tangible little thing in your hand, right? Like you don't really have much in your hand at this point from one date. It's so interesting why we have this real fear of losing something that we don't even have a hold of. It's really bizarre. I think it's the... 
I think it's the possibility of what it could be or what in your brain you're is, thinking the is, possibility And that is. is what I think is the biggest problem with chicks with dating is we live too much in the thought, the dream, the future. And whilst I th- I'm a massive believer in manifesting and you know projecting and doing all that kind of stuff, very rarely are we looking at what is it actually now. What is happening now rather than because I think we find it really, really hard to face the reality of where we actually are at. So if we don't think about where we're actually at and think about all of the dreams and all of the possibilities and all of the options and I can't decide and all this stuff, it allows us to distract ourselves, which helps a lot of the time. I think distract is an an interesting word and I think that's as a person – as I see, it, uh, that connects with me a lot because I do struggle with that kind of st- stuff, the avoiding things or being distracted. I like to, oh, who's this shiny new person in front of me to not make me think about this other thing that I've been meaning to do for a, all day or um, oh, I'll just go out for a wine and I'll deal with this other bit later and this guy could be a nice guy and oh, I'll finish that uh, email off a little bit later. Oh, we're having a third wine and they're not staying at your house? It's, oh, great, I'll do it tomorrow. Right. It's all mayo. It's all mayo we put on it to avoid the actual reality. And I think whilst sometimes I think that stuff is good. Like I don't – I think that times that we share with our girlfriends and having conversations and, and you know, and also thinking about possibility that – Every single guy, if you're a romantic like I, I certainly am and like I think most girls are to some degree, you're often thinking so much about if it's the guy rather than thinking about what's actually just happened or what's actually happening. I've landed in a place now where I think it would be really nice to have a partner. It'd be mm. really nice to have someone to snuggle up with on the couch and just watch movies and not have to worry about putting makeup over my pimples. That'd mm. be nice. Mm. So I think that then makes me feel as though I have to push through and almost do the work, yeah. <laughs> which feels sounds awful, but my whole life I've never really been handed things on on platters not that I had a hard upbringing or anything like that but I've I've got a good work ethic and I think we've I've been brought up since I was quite young if you want something you go out and you get it and you make it work you know what I mean so I think when it feels like it's handed to you on a platter and it feels easy when a guy goes let's hang out this day this time for me then to say no to that I feel as though oh my god I don't want to wish that good away mm. sometimes. So then I think to myself, oh, well, just push through because this opportunity but has, hasn't come th- through really that often in an entire year. It just always goes back to what you're looking for. If you are in a place where you're actually looking for a relationship, then the person that is going to get into a relationship with you is not going to not come back after that Wednesday mm. if you aren't available. Mm. And I think it goes back to that initial point that I said after hearing your story is that we are really scared things go away. Mm. But if it's supposed to be, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. Hilariously, this all fizzled and I never saw him anyway. So it's so fine. (laughs) Moral of the story is if you're tired, don't go. (laughs) And if he doesn't wait around till Friday, he wasn't going to be there on a second date fucking anyway. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I guess this real head F of lessons I learned through the process of uh, starting a blog. So I've started writing this book. Single Pringle is what I've essentially dubbed it. And it began a very long time ago. I think in conce- it started being kind of conceptualized when I was still single without me really understanding what I would end up writing about. I would often have this really innate feeling in my gut that I was learning particular lessons that weren't just about myself. So Hank, go back to the logistics when you because people will be confused. They're like, are you writing a book? Are you writing a blog? Like what what well, is it? I began to start to write ideas down and chapters and the kind of a skeleton of a book. Okay. I remember going to Tasmania last year at some point and had about three or four days on my own and really a, a couple of those days wrote a couple of chapters wrote a full big uh, bulk of an idea for a book and at the beginning of the year after we um, we finished up at radio and there was a lot more space and a lot of questioning around what was next I thought well that is already on the pipeline and that's something that could really naturally progress from here <laughs> No, of course, nothing is fucking simple and nothing has been simple and nothing is easy. It's not like, oh, okay, all of a sudden I'm just going to get a book deal because I have one single concept and I've written a bit of a shell. And whilst I think that can happen to some people, it's certainly, as you were saying before with dating, I feel very similar is that I don't feel like things have always just been handed to me. Mm. Although funnily enough, when we had that kind of a real, real shocking time around our careers, I did think that maybe this was meant to be or maybe this is an opportunity and I've got this space. So I spent a lot of time thinking about the content and after many months of being very personally derailed with a lot of different things going on, I landed on this way to approach my content that came that needed to come out in a little bit more of a bite size. Instead of waiting and writing some big book that essentially was going to take me a year, I really wanted to be able to have a little bit more of um, not just an immediate thing for my followers and people that wanted to consume the content, but for myself. I needed a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, a way to kind of explore these ideas without putting them all in something, putting it all all my eggs into one basket and then wondering if it ever came off. So you've landed in a place where you've found the way to do that? So I've, I've just launched a blog. I don't know if it will have been up, stacyjune.com. And it's just a house of the ideas that essentially I was going to put in a book. 
And single Pringle, I suppose, I hope and dream for it to be a little bit more than just kind of content on a website. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure how I want to pull that out. And, and hopefully it'll be a point where I'll be able to interact with you a little bit more or if it's you guys listening or if it's other people that are interested in this kind of stuff um, later on. But for now, it's like this idea around um, just getting out all of the lessons that I felt I didn't have in front of me when I was when I was single and navigating through that journey Mm -hmm. and often really finding myself wishing that time away. It's the biggest thing that I learned. And it was funny because I came around and felt like I'd learned some really key core lessons about who I was and was ready to essentially put them forward. After doing a, a course, which ended up being a life coaching course, ended up feeling like I was in a place where I could essentially teach this stuff. But as I started to navigate down this road, I really started to struggle thinking about my own voice and working on my own. Mm. Because, I mean, we've been working together for, and in a way where I presented my ideas and my stories Mm. and my emotions and my vulnerabilities, I have very much known that part of my life to be talking to you, alongside you, across from you, bantering with you, pitching ideas beforehand, thinking, asking what you thought. What was your idea for the day? Because I'll balance my idea off that. Like mm. it was so, so really intricately um, dependent on another person's voice. Absolutely. And yep. it was so, so confronting when I started not just it was different writing it to myself and not really sharing it but when I started to think about sharing it with people Mm. I really struggled with the concept and it's taken me all year to get the balls to really kind of put it up there's been lots of reasons for that but I really had to get through this idea of working and presenting myself as some form of public figure on my own it's (laughs) I'm laughing because it is like I feel as though you are saying the exact same thing that I've been feeling all year, like literally. But like, you've been you've been practicing it, even if it wasn't in the same forums of other work that we do. You just got up there and started doing it months before I could even remotely think about sharing any of my work singing always felt very separate yeah I felt an ability and an ease of being able to separate speaking from singing they've always felt really I don't know different but when it comes to thinking about speaking on my own I or writing or you know like that's when I so I feel the exact same anxiety and an almost uh, this real uh, ingrained thing where I kind of do a double take and look over my shoulder for your opinion and you're not there. And I'm like, oh, but you feel yourself. You know how some things are so ingrained in your muscle memory of things to do. You almost ask things with a a question mark at the end waiting for the other person's chip in. And then when when you're not there to agree or disagree or to put in your two cents, I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. And it's interesting because before we met, there were also other dudes that I was sharing – um, a show with as well so in my public persona I've done a lot of work behind the scenes in radio and television but in my public persona I've always been a part of a duo I think when I did community television I had my own show and I was the host of it 
but I still had friends around mm, me. So it was mm. still very much my show, which I did find quite hard at the time because they were my friends and it was, and I was managing a lot as well and very young and it was all just no budget and it was a pretty big, big thing. But that was it. And it was like, that was probably eight years ago now. So it was funny because the fucking irony of this whole thing is one of the biggest lessons I felt I had learnt and clocked about being single was being comfortable on my own. So, so the irony so th- about starting a blog to to teach or to share lessons that I'd learnt from being single and then the biggest first hurdle and challenge I had was finding lack of confidence in being alone was like someone taking the piss and laughing from the effing sky. So through writing and putting together something to help other people be comfy on their own, you realised you weren't comfy on your own. Yeah, it just was so hilarious that I had got to this place with all of those lessons and then literally was doing this course. I did a spirit junkie course um, online. It was like an eight-module course. It was hardcore and it fleshed out a lot of fears and emotion and 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 taught me ways to coach other people, taught me ways to run webinars, taught me ways to do um, more kind of inspo stuff that I had had been studying for a very long time and never really felt like I was in a space to go forth and officially teach. So I started to really get some confidence, but then I started to write down all the fears around it and so much of it was standing on that stage on my own. Do you know what I find really interesting about this? I feel like a lot of the time we think we're separate people in separate things. We're like, I'm this person with my friends and that comes with its own good and bad. And I'm this person at work and this comes with its own neg and pause. And I'm this person in the dating world. But it's so interesting to hear that you're the same things that you struggle with, the things that you find hard and the things that find easy and the things that you need to overcome can be so the same in different spaces. And I think what it means is you've got life lessons that will continue to challenge you and continue to come back and remind you there's a little bit more work to do here. No, we might not be starting from the beginning, but there is still a little bit more. And maybe in five years' time when my first kid goes to school, there's going to be a little bit more and there's going to be a bit more and a bit more. And I think we often think that everything is resolved. And once mm. we work through and feel, feel better about something, that it's very unlikely that it will come up again. But I do think that there's maybe it's like a dharma or a destiny, but I do think that there, after the first three years of age, I think that there might be a handful of life lessons that we will constantly come up against throughout different points of our lives. And I think... I truly think that my dad and his generation of men really struggled to be by themselves. And I've watched that. And I remember when my mum and dad first divorced, I would have nightmares about my dad being by himself because there'd be Mm. a fire and no one would wake him up. And I was like, well, how he's going to be by himself. And now when I look back after all of this psychoanalysis, I realise it's his issue it's his fear it's been his biggest um i think uh hurdle to date he's often relationship after relationship and i look around and generations and the men around him and he's kind of i find that it's a bit of a trend and i 100 percent think that i've adapted that i think i've been able to reconfigure my brain and i definitely have um 
I don't know, broken the chain from that perspective, but I do think it is going to be a lesson that I will continue to have to learn throughout the rest of my life. I think it's really interesting and important um, to talk about and for for other people to hear this too because I think your external versus your internal can be such different things sometimes, Mm. like from the external. And I know you've spoken about this a lot on the show before, but again – I don't know, I think it's worth reiterating where people could see you from socials or what we do or getting up and being able to host things in front of thousands of people or share your lives with millions of people across the internet and seeing that as somebody that's quite confident in who you are, standing on your own, in your own story. And I think sometimes that can intimidate people to go, oh, well, I'm not that confident or, well, she looks more confident on her own than I am. Mm. So that must mean I'm not confident being on my own or, Mm. you know, Stace seems to, you know, talk about this single stuff a lot and, fuck, I'm a real far away from that. So I think it's really – I think it's important to share the fact that, yes, one thing can look that way on the the outside, but in the inside, even when you're doing the thing that looks the most comfy in that solo alone space – you can actually be kind of crumbling inside too. I think it's also important to know that you can be confident in parts of the story and learn new things about that part. Like at some way, I don't think I am scared to be alone anymore. That's something that I definitely feel like I've grounded, learnt and done the fucking hard work to sit in that. But I do think that there's ways that you continue to learn a lesson through other parts of your life. And I just, I think it's important that it also isn't diminishing. Like when I do share that stuff, it doesn't diminish the work that's been done. I think that's why it's sometimes a bit confusing because it's like everybody wants to put it as a banner of like, oh, well, actually you do talk about this single stuff, but you're still, you've got an issue with being alone too. Yeah, I do in this instance, but I have come a long way from that perspective and from where I started. And I think we do want it to be almost like it's important to share, but I think it's also important to stand strong in what we've learned and what we're learning as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I think it's like we spoke about Osher a couple of weeks ago about this, something that I really connected with what he said when he goes, it's never a done thing. No. Like we're humans. We're constantly learning, changing, evolving with any kind of issue, whether it be addiction, being on your own. It doesn't have to be bad stuff. It can be good stuff too, like learning to accept and receive love. Like you'll never be in a place where you're like tick. Done. And from that and from your and what you were saying, I think, but I I do kind of get a little bit like almost kind of sit up straight because I'm like often when we do say things like it's never done or we do want people to relate to us. So we say, I'm like you or I haven't got this all figured out. I think there's also what I've learned this year, a real important, an important thing to stand up tall with the things you have feel you feel like you have worked through too yeah you know because I think that's on the flip side of this by sharing that I felt nervous initially to work by myself and do projects um, in a space where I've generally done them with a partner I, I I also it gave me the confidence to kind of back myself as well and say you've come a long way yeah well I don't think life's linear it's not black or white and I think the best teachers the ones 
that continue to learn as yeah. well. And the more you are open about that, the more ironically and weirdly you realise how far you've come. So if you are a single person <laughs> that is wanting um, a bit of an idea of something to focus on, it is essentially to attract your ideal partner but it is, it is really about creating tools of ways that you can focus on yourself in that process. Mate, if, check it out. If being single is not the biggest opportunity for you to do some serious self-development and really figure out who you are and what you want, I don't know what is. Like I yeah. have grown more in the last 12 months of being single than I think I probably ever have in my whole life. Yeah, so and often if people don't know where to start, which is why I've created the workshop. Um, so singlepringle.com.au or stacyjune.com is where you can find it if you're keen. But it is, it's very exciting and nerve-wracking all at the same time. Um, and it also doesn't mean that we stop doing this. Things don't cancel at each other. Things can live simultaneously. Mm. You can have, you know, like I think Jamila said it so beautifully when she was saying she left Mamma Mia and was like, I just want to have lots of eggs in different baskets. But for some reason, we weren't told that they that was an option all the time. Mm. So um, it is exciting to be able to play with different parts of your personality and know that that doesn't mean things th- in order for things to start and flourish that things have to oh in a way end, I think it makes you know? the, the other things flourish even more so yeah. there's less there's less pressure because I think you can you know if you are thinking about the analogy of it being lots of different plants you don't want to water one plant so much it dies if you love this episode you can rate or review it uh and if you haven't already subscribed to the channel um just click Uh, subscribe here on whatever podcast app you're currently listening to to just mean that you get every show that we chuck up straight into your phone you don't have to worry about oh yes please do um and any of the bits and pieces that we've mentioned um and the new stuff i'm doing we'll put in our show notes as well but we really appreciate your support through all of this with all the things we do you know it's really important that um that you guys you guys know how much you keep us coming back to this mic um, and we really, really thank you for that. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. If you want to continue the conversation with us, we are never off our phones. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or perhaps head to the website for a stack of articles, different content, all kinds of interviews at thethinkergirls.com.au. This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.